0: You were saying that finance is actually like a real thing?
1: Yeah, so the difference between economics, uh, economics is completely theoretical. At least finance is something that actually happens, right?
2: Well, I mean, it depends on how you like break it down economics is a study of scarcity right and scarcity happens in real life but yeah it's more theoretical it's so finance. theoretical <laughs> like what do you uh, know how to do the, um, if
1: you're if you hold on if you finish a degree in economics what do you know how to do
2: uh, Saad and I both have degrees in economics yeah. and we don't work in economics <laughs> okay. so no, that, go, that well, goes to tell you what yeah, it is yeah. so you
1: guys could talk a lot right yeah. you could talk about a good game but what do you know how to do Yeah, that anyone is worth to pay 60 or 70 grand this for? is the thing a about year, like for, the right?
3: universities right like are they trade schools or are they academic institutions? You know,
0: I mean, you know, you're going to get accused of all kinds of elitism if yeah. you go. No, you shouldn't learn a trade. Right. At the same time, the same the very people who would accuse you of elitism are the ones who are not studying yeah, anything useful. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: like, see, I don't see why the, the two can't combine. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, the arts, but by themselves are ridiculous. By themselves, but likewise, STEM people, STEM people by themselves are complete bores too. Right, so you got to have a combination of the two.
2: Yeah, like I mean, I did econ and computer science, right? Uh, Saab so did like econ and math. So, but, um, but most of our econ study was like econometrics, yeah. applied mathematics, and
3: it gets and, crazier apparently at the PhD level. They, they start doing like hardcore calculus. But and we, stuff. when we,
2: when we studied like income inequality, it was getting crazy then yeah. too, right? So it's just like understanding oh, yeah. poverty scale and yeah. where it fits well, in. I mean, everything gets like, crazy they're, at the PhD level. They're trying level. to understand
3: yeah. and explain phenomena in real economy, right? well, like an American this. economy or like in a global economy. Their theories might not reflect how reality actually yeah. works. Let, but m- let me
1: tell you when they reflect how reality works. Never, because I read a book in around 2002 in which some guy did a study on economists and their predictions and compared it over from 1980 yeah. to the 10 m- largest economic crashes that occurred in the world. Okay, zero. Yeah, out of ten were predicted. Not even predicted. There weren't but even warning signs. The uh,
3: prediction, actually forecasting, is almost. You're right. The forecast. Forecasting so, is is impossible. So, almost. But,
1: but the, here, here's the thing, though. If you have an actual, factual, objective knowledge on something, you should be able to forecast at least negativity in general, right? Well, this wasn't even, you know, forecast yeah. at all.
0: Yeah.
3: But well, I, who is this guy? I mean, like this one guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like Who is this? Quack? See, see, uh, so, see, see, that's what you learned, right? So, John uh, Maynard yeah, Keynes, yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> Keynes is
0: a quiet. Uh, anyway, well, um, so but Dr. Shelley was saying that the difference between finance and uh, yeah. and econ is that one is actually practical and the other one is just right. theoretical. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the whole thing one now. One practically just crashed. So this is a economy. quote from Thomas Sowell who's an economist. Yeah, he's uh, you know. I think a Harvard undergrad, then Columbia, then University of Chicago for his PhD. He's African-American, libertarian. We got it. He's a good guy. He's a big guy. But he's libert- <laughs> he's, well, I'm giving, you the, I'm giving you his background, too, because he's African-American and libertarian, which is a rare thing. Yeah, that's rare. Um, so this quote is perfect. He said, people who pride themselves on having ideas often fail to understand that only after ideas have been filtered through the real world, through yes. real world experience, <laughs> do we you. know yeah. whether they are right or wrong. Thank right. you. Most turn out to be wrong. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I love that. From an economist. I yeah.
1: love that. I love that. So what I they mean, learn it's, is the theory it's true. <laughs> yeah. of of the theory of yeah. theories. Yeah, of <laughs> the theory on the falsehood of theories.
0: I mean, it's it's good because it, you need the theorists in order to develop what you're going to try to put into practice. Yeah, right. Because if it's if you just have uh, people who have technical knowledge, you know, technocrat. They're not going to be able to think about things, and they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to figure things out and try new approaches and new avenues. That's what you need—the yeah. the, 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 the philosophers, theory. basically. Now,
1: here's the thing, though. Uh, that's what I put in a post a couple of weeks back. Why is there a separation between the two? Like, why shouldn't it be, and why can't it be that an individual is equipped with both the the idea, the concept yeah. of practice, and the creativity
0: <coughs> of thought?
2: Right. It's an interesting point. Uh, and and yeah, yeah, it's what it, that example. Because I think
1: if, it's the
3: breadth of 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 the domains, right? Like finance, they, they go into all of like the made up stuff, right? Like the, 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 no, seriously, like the financial instruments Mm -hmm. and like, you know, derivatives and futures, all these things that basically Wall Street made up to just make money off of, yeah, to make money off of money and, or non-existent things. Right, exactly. So, so you learn all that in finance, which is, you know, like it, it's a construction, yeah. right? So and, and it's like a whole like rabbit hole of, of it study. Is. So yeah. it, it kind of diverges from from the foundational stuff, which is, you know I guess why they these split in, it up.
1: All these instruments, uh, I was reading a couple of interviews about uh, the fall 2008, that most of the people selling them could not explain what the instrument was nor what was inside those they CDOs. Yeah, they, they didn't even know what's inside the they didn't. and the ratings agencies
3: well they were they were in in, in line with yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean but to,
0: to be fair like a jaguar salesman may not be able to tell you he yeah. should let me a guy selling you a chevy might not know yeah. much about the engineering <laughs> yeah. in, right. in the car he's he's he knows how to sell you
3: but he should know if the car is going to fall apart in <laughs> a week But he's going to sell it
0: to you regardless, because what he wants to get is exactly yeah. So it's like a systemic thing.
2: These are salespeople. Yeah, I mean, you at the end of the day, they're selling. I think Dr. Shadi's post about uh, you know the difference between the you know liberal arts versus you know the technical. uh, I I mean, I see it on a day to day basis when it it comes to like software development teams, right? Uh, You have engineers, and, and Saad is very well aware of this. Where they could be brilliant engineers, right? But their thinking and process is really just within that code and algorithm and the infrastructure and the architecture of something. The bigger picture is, you know, and not to fault engineers, if there's very brilliant engineers who do understand both sides, but... Many of the times, right? You'll find that engineers are, regardless of whether they're in the U.S. or in India or you know Malaysia or wherever they are, engineers are engineers, right? They're excessively they're, right. boxed in. They're boxed in into what they understand. In the same way, I would argue that you know yeah. business and design folks are also boxed. I think
3: in Alex made a good point, are. right? Like you yeah. need both. Like Absolutely. You need. Uh, so let eight, me
0: give you a quick. I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah. yeah no. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, please finish. No, like Alex said, you need. Essentially, both people who put things into practice as well as, uh, uh, you know, uh, a group of thinkers that can lay the foundations for what is put into practice.
0: I just wanted to take myself to task for saying that because I don't think that that's actually going to be a model for the future. Yeah. Which is what? S- the it's okay. people that are trained in, in, uh, both, in worlds. both in both types of, the, yeah. Yeah. Because, so just, I'll try to do this in under uh, 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Brief survey of <laughs> education in the West in the last two to 300 years. So, The universities start out as really seminaries Mm -hmm. and you know they're also teaching the liberal arts uh, you know language for the elite for the elites right um because the way that people made a living and the way that society produced whatever it needed to produce had nothing to do with education it was craft it was trade you learned through apprenticeship Mm -hmm. and that was it so you didn't go to school to learn how to make a living you went to school to educate yourself and to elevate yourself exactly and the priests went to school right so uh, fast forward a few hundred years and uh, you, you come into this century and you need people. There's a lot of technological advancement and corporations need people who are trained in certain disciplines to advance their whatever corporate interests are. So they start sponsoring. Um, they start donating to the universities and start sponsoring departments. And it, this is the growth of, this, of the STEM fields, right? It all comes from corporate contributions to the universities because they want to produce excellent, you know, engineers and architects and chemists and whatever else, you know, plastics is the future. So, um, you fast forward a little bit further to where we are now and there's this division, right, where people, some people go to school and they take subjects that aren't gonna make them a living and some people go to school and they learn something that's gonna lead to a job and people go, oh, well, you're the smart one and these other people that are studying just, you know, liberal arts, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. are the dumb ones Yeah. because they're wasting all this money and time and they're not even gonna be able to make a living from it. It's like. And and this is not a a shot at all. But when Zaytuna College first opened, one of the questions that a lot of people I spoke to was, well, what am I gonna? What is someone supposed to do once they have a degree from Zaytuna Seminary? Yeah, Zaytuna College still ask that question. Well, yeah, Yeah. it's a question, right? Because if you're if you're uh, if you're a guy, you're gonna have to support a family at some point. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're a woman, you live in America, you still feel like you need to your degree needs to turn into money somehow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the kind of question, but I think it's the wrong kind of question. Yeah. Um, because we're quickly bumping up into a situation where these engineers are going to be a dime a dozen. You're just not going to need them, mm. and it's that's going to happen now it's happening, already. Yeah, right. saturation. Yeah, and not just saturation. Yeah. AI, right? And I don't mean like evil AI that's going to take over the world, like like uh, you know, Asimov novels. That's going to be like, a problem for everybody, though. Yeah, I mean just automation. Yeah, yeah. attorneys. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. just tech. Attorneys are just technocrats, right? They know how to do certain they things. They push paper. One of the biggest law firms in America has already, I think, over yeah. a year ago now, replaced their entire uh, bankruptcy department with an AI system. Yeah. Really? So it does just the filings. They have like you know, clerks to input the data. This is their yeah, holdings, and whatever, and it produces all the documentations and it files it electronically. It's funny,
3: because even law is something that you would think, right? Like, I, I guess to an outside observer, it's it's still something that people recognize as like it requires some specialized knowledge or education. But I was talking to a friend of mine who's a pharmacist. And I was like, you know, like you guys go through a lot of training, right? Like five, six years of intense training, all this like pharmacokinetics and pharmacology, all this stuff. And then essentially at the end of it, you're, you're like, it's kind of like a retail thing. Like, yeah, you're behind the scenes, like doing a lot of, you know, technical work, but it's almost as if like that, some, a job like that is like ripe for automation because it's like, if you have a machine that, that just does that, and if there's pharmacists listening you know, please call me out if, if, if there's something more involved that like a, a robot wouldn't be able to do. But that's something like, you know, you go through so many years of schooling and, you know, is that is that going to be one of those things that's easily automated you know, yeah. and it, it could be the case for a lot of different in jobs. terms
0: of retail pharmacy. I'm not sure what it is, why you need a pharmacist instead of just like a farm a tech. tech. Yeah. Maybe it's something about licensing. Right. Maybe it's, it's something about I no think interactions. That's what it is
2: about. It's liability. Like my wife, yeah. my wife is a pharmacist. And it's I think like, it has to do with mostly just liable. to do with, with yeah. liability. Yeah, you need somebody right. that has the license. That's all yeah. that is, right? Well, so
0: like that law firm I mentioned, oh, what they do is they have a partner sign off because they need a human attorney. Yeah. That's right. bar.
3: So you have the you have the robot pharmacist and the robot. Lawyer, take care of the liabilities, and you're good. So,
2: this is one thing that you know I've been reading up about recently, which is you know, uh, when it comes to the product, you know, management realm, right? And the product professionals, it's our jobs to you know build products for you know people and users. And it's like recently there's been a discussion about like you know the idea of building addicting products versus building. You know, quality products that people use, mm. right? And so it's like that's at really that's it's the it's the product professionals and the designers' fault actually, right? To that they're purposely building products that at the end in the long term they're not actually helping users, right? They're just it's clickbait stuff. It's they're, keeping them. They're engaged. helping their advertisers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, but is it is it actually helping your users? And in the same way, the AI, you know, question comes in too, right? It's like. In order for users to interact with AI, it's not like oh, let's just use AI to use AI. But how do we use AI to help the human condition overall? What, right. So,
0: your, I, I know what you mean. And by the way, it is very possible that in the in the scope in the long term, companies like Facebook and Google are going to come out looking not exist. Well, they're going to come out looking like the worst people ever yeah because the addictions that they that they program for addiction right Mm they program for you to come back yep like they measure their metrics are how often does this person come back to the app how often do they check how often do they refresh right because and and so they design all the design elements are you know they have these io psychologists they're meant
3: to reinforce those behaviors right
0: so and then it, it just I mean, and By like, the way, they have algorithms to if do you, it. I mean, even speaking if, of at, AI, they do it by algorithms At now. the Absolutely.
3: basic level, right? If you think of the concept of like a feed, right? Especially like on Facebook or Twitter, it has no bottom, right? It doesn't yeah. end. No. It just That's it just true. goes forever. You can keep scrolling down the feed as long as you're as long as you want to, like four hours, whatever. And you know, there's there's an addictive quality. This something that doesn't end. You want to see what's next? What's after this post? Right? These things are are by design uh, yeah, well, to, uh, to keep you coming back.
1: Just like in the 50s, they used to have cold cuts and no one was thinking twice of what's keeping these things preserved. Right. And we just consume, consume, consume. And then they realized after a while, wait a second, these these preservatives are really bad for us or when they had factories in the 20s and the 30s. Right. And there's oh, like 50 years later. Wow. These factories are really bad for us. Right. Everyone's getting cancer and dying right. in another 20 years. Right. Screen time is probably going to be something that was like wow. Back in 2010, no was. Yeah. you
3: were I mean, just consul, yeah. consul, hold that, consul. hold
2: that next thought though. Sure. As-salamu <laughs> alaykum as- wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Safina <laughs> Society podcast. That was only uh,
3: 15 minutes in. <laughs>
2: yeah, so welcome everybody to the Safina podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, just wanted to you know introduce the episode. Keep going with your. Thought. Is that Safina <laughs> right there? <laughs> Where oh there is. <laughs> there's a there's Where a there's a boat in. We've the got wind that we've got
1: themed props
3: here. Yes, we we
1: switched our locations. Yeah, that's actually my kids. 2008, he present. Yeah, We're like in Dr. Shetty's recording studio. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh... Uh,
2: but anyways, continue with your thought.
1: Yeah, uh, so we were we were to, we were saying uh, probably in in 20 30 years they're gonna come back and tell us you know screen time, oh, uh, yeah. you know all these things uh, what yeah. how they've destroyed humanity. Absolutely. Uh, and this is already a problem in video
3: games, for example, mm-hmm. that are targeted towards kids like mobile games, yeah. where they have. Um, like there's this concept of loot boxes. Essentially, it's mm-hmm. gambling, mm-hmm. right? It's like you pay for basically a surprise in the game, right? Okay. It's like you you can pay a certain like get power ups. Cer- and yeah, stuff? a power up. You pay a certain amount of money, and then like it's like it's almost like a roulette or um, slots type of thing where right. it's like you don't know what you're gonna get. You could get something really rare. You could get something that's like worthless, but you pay, and then whatever you get, you get, right? And so this has become very common in like casual games yeah. targeted towards children mobile games and there's this there's these big debates going on around like are we getting kids addicted to gambling type behaviors and yeah. and obviously a kid is going to have even less control than mm-hmm.
1: a, adults don't have control right the, like imagine the like a app kid based the app based gambling because number one apps are already the cell phones are already a majorly addictive thing yep. right and then on top of that, putting gambling. Exactly. And then some of the gamblings on these things, it's micro gambling. Yeah. Where you're gambling literally on a game. Right. Not not even a uh, sorry, not a game, like a player in the game. Right. That's
3: what I mean, like an yeah. item or a power up. Yeah, like it'll a wor- remind you, like later if you leave the game, yeah. it'll give you a notification, like hey, there's a surprise waiting for you, or if you if you access this at four o'clock on a Saturday, yeah. you're gonna get this, like, and so these hooks that that bring you back and and. Yeah. To Alex's point, it's like
1: almost engineered to keep you coming back, to keep you hooked on these and things. Anyone who gambles has, is, is really, uh, honestly, is taking a gamble, yeah. right? Uh, but not to use that term, but think about this. They're now going to legalize sports gambling, right? It's going to become legalized pretty soon. And the outfits that do this sports gambling, right, you don't realize that they have to win it. They're going to win it at the end of the day right? So the aggregate of gamblers against them will lose, right? The only one who wins, that's their marketing, right? Their marketing expense is to let someone every once in a while have a victory and go home with a ton of money. That's their marketing. That's to, to trick everyone else into coming in. If you have any half a brain, you realize that the casino, okay, or whatever the gambling outfit in, in England, house like always wins. Benny Hill, the house is always going to win or else they're not going to be in business, right? Uh, what is it in England Benny Hill or something like that and I used to see these outfits right and by the way the Tabligh, this they used to go there it was they, <laughs> oh, they, such a weird transition yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, the uh, it was it's called like Benny Hill I can't yeah. remember what it's called Benjamin Hill or something like that but basically every Sunday and Saturday when the soccer games are out these places are packed mm-hmm. and there are a ton of Muslims kids there uh, gambling too on the games so the Tablighi Jamaat used to actually make really be beneficial this was actually beneficial. Instead of going to the masjid where the guys already in the mosque, right? (laughs) Sami Kadavik told me that last Hajj, he's at Arafah, right? And Tabliq went. He's like, I'm here. I spent money. I'm here, right? (laughs) This is the top Ibadah that can be done. Okay, so. But these guys that typically went to the gambling outfits, where that actually makes a lot of sense. And they, they would give WAD right there outside the door. It's like Hassan al Banna stuff. Yeah, Hassan al Banna stuff, right? They're right outside the door of the gambling up, uh, thing and try to give the youth some WAD. But the gambling is going to mess people up. Cell phones mess people up, right? Uh, already, the loans that people have are messed up. I'm looking at American life and I'm finding multiple angles where it's negativity and loss and it's messed up. The homes are messed up, right? And now you're seeing all these diseases, right? All these mental and emotional diseases. Like I'm listening to the radio in the morning and United Airlines is getting sued. Good. (laughs) So They're getting sued because of uh, they didn't allow a guy to take his emotional uh, you guys enjoying parrot? all this food? Enjoy. <laughs> talk about parrot. the peacock. That's why only Doctor Shady yes. is talking right now. So, everybody's eating about the peacock. An bread. So this, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. This yeah, guy. Yeah. This guy. Uh, first, it was a dog, and they're like, "Wait a second, you're not blind, right? You're not taking him." Yeah. And he's like, "It's my emotional support." He's like, "He's not coming on the plane." Then this one guy had a peacock, an emotional support,
0: and it was in Newark peacock. Airport. Peacock. It was in Newark. <laughs> not surprised. Ridiculous.
1: An emotional
3: support what, peacock. What are the animals based on? Like, how, how do you select?
0: It can be. Your, it's
2: like your your spirit cuddly. animal. Yeah, it's it's you know what it is? No, a spirit animal is different. Okay. No.
0: No. You know what it is? It's like you know how little kids used to have like their blankie that they carry around or a special yeah. teddy bear that made them feel good. That, yeah. 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 It's but so now,
1: now it's expensive, and it's uh, an adult. No, but like a full on adult. I'm wondering because like, because I like I
3: hadn't heard of this concept. It's it's fairly new. Before you, you um, know we talked about yeah. it, but is it something like is it diagnosed like? You know how yeah, like, you got a note
0: from a from a shrink. Oh, okay. who, Who's a coddler? Yeah, you're going to see this person like because they tell you, "Oh, you should. You what you need is something you know that that will uh-huh. express unconditional love to you." Do and It's dependent on is you. Is there like
3: research supporting that? Like from I, I, a, it's from psychology. A, yeah. So what did no. we learn in the
0: last couple <laughs> of years? Psychology. <laughs> so no. uh, the vet, va- like 90 percent of psychology uh, yeah. studies are never rep- replicated, yeah. Yeah. and when they try to replicate them, they fail. Yeah, it's. It's bunk, right? A lot of it is bunk. Yeah.
2: Um, I, th- I think Doctor Shetty. I don't know if you, if it was you, you talked about it in one podcast? The, the, the book, and now it's being made into a movie by Steven Spielberg. It's called Ready Player One. Oh yeah. I threw that book
1: in the garbage uh, while I was driving in the road. Yeah. Uh, I was so reading. Littered? It. <laughs> so, yeah, like, was trash no, I, I was reading, and I was online to pick up the uh, uh, somewhere online in the car, and I put, pulled the book out. I got on the first page. It was okay. Second page. On the third or fourth, the third or fourth page, right? The guy goes on a rant on belief in God, right? Oh, okay. Now I'm open to the idea that uh, to read a, a book and the guy happens to be an atheist. One comment that reflects his atheism, fine. But this guy goes on a rant, mo- and I'm like, you know what? I'm not reading this, yeah. even I, if he's mocking a Christian God. Yeah. But the way he was going on on the fourth page, I said, and then I put it away, as I'm gonna throw it out when I get home. And then I said, well, let's we'll just give it the second chance. He goes on on the next page, right? And then I saw a dumpster. So I rolled the window and I just tossed it down.
2: Out yeah, of the so anyways, I've actually read the book. So yeah. <laughs> I got Was, past Did it. I miss anything? I mean, the whole the whole premise of the book, right, is like a VR. like it, It's world. a VR world, right? And everybody's inside. But what you mentioned, Alex, right, in terms of like, you know, the, there's lots of issues in the world. Things are falling apart. And it's basically this game that's created and people are living inside of the game. There's virtual currency in the game. People are buying homes in the game. They're going to school in the game, and they're like, trading
1: I mean, real-world resources for currency in the game.
2: Correct. Yeah. So they they, well, they they'll go to so it's it's a VR world. So yeah. they'll go to like a pizza shop in the VR world. They'll sit there, order it, and they'll get the pizza outside their like real-life door, right? And so the, and the somebody
3: the, will feed them.
2: So basically, the currency <laughs> I mean, in the game is actually taken, out. and it's not yeah. just the currency. Everything, right? You want to go yeah. to school like they every, the the world is a dystopia. Wait,
1: so like
3: yeah, I was actually just about yeah, to ask. It, that. it, it is, is by the
0: way.
2: The it's world. merged,
1: right? It's so, merged
3: so between the I have a question about that right. before you continue. Yeah. Like so the the real world is supposed to be like like a like hellish, right? And they yeah. create this VR world to that's escape. like to escape, which is great. But like world. but I'm wondering like if they couldn't make if humans couldn't make it work in the real world What makes them think their virtual society is not going to have those same failings? Well,
1: probably like if you have a war in a virtual world,
3: like nobody dies, you'll, and build, you'll, you'll just hit the reset button and the yeah. wall will go but, but I'm sure the stakes in the virtual world would then have implications in the real world. So like, that's what let's happens. Let's say somebody oh, has okay. like whatever, like a lot of money in the virtual world, and it's like, oh, I'm going to take that player out, right?
2: Yeah. So that's what happens. Did I just it's explain like, the entire? Yeah. Book? So like, well, <laughs> they, well, they level up or whatever, right? And they level up, and because they level up, they can leave their planet or whatever, go I to see. another planet. Like for example, yeah. there's like a university or somebody. So going to this school. Yeah. In order to get to another planet, you need a certain amount of money. In order to get a vehicle. You need a certain amount of money. It's like real life, mm-hmm. right? And if you get killed in the game, you start from zero. So now you're basically like a nobody I in see. the game, right? Um, and everybody has avatars, but it's just like this whole consumed world. It's like though. second life, I'm, the I'm,
0: movie. I'm going to take current, kind of,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm going to ask a, a question that may me not obvious. Is there, is it addressed in the book? Because obviously, this is not a real God. thing that exists. No, is there, a, is there like a, because. Is there like a thing where you can, uh, instead instead of uh, instead of trying to level up and instead of trying to, you know, get bank and ball out? Like can you cause chaos? No. Can you like be like a guy that likes to a spend hermit? time alone, and like meditate or something? Yeah. So you. So I mean the. Are there characters like that in in this I story? I mean, the, they probably it's, don't. It's follow not, they're not, not exciting, it's, right? It's not
2: like a literary masterpiece, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But it's just, it's well, not, it I knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not even a very not, good. Right, <laughs> right, like, yeah. But uh, um, the concept is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like you don't have to go into the VR world. No, yeah. I know. You could know. just sit and live. No, but in like the real
0: people, world. maybe somebody like one example, somebody that has a very hectic uh, real banker or something, yeah. And then they have in their in their VR world, they're like really chill. So that that doesn't happen. Everybody just works in the VR world. It's ridiculous. Like so, when, when if you're <sighs> like a, on, if yeah. you're like an investment banker, you would be an
2: investment banker in the VR world. You have to be. Yeah, there is nothing in the real world. Like there, like it's just there's some food and stuff, but other than that, there oh, is. Oh, no. I see.
0: So, wait, wait, wait. So the way I can earn a living, if I want to earn a living in the You'd real have world, to go work in the virtual. I go to world. the virtual world. Yeah. I practice my trade and I get paid in virtual bucks. But then I can spend those in the real world.
2: Correct. Hmm.
0: So everybody does have to play the game.
2: It's it's not really a game anymore. It's but like that, but, it's been made into a. But that would mean there's life. people working in the real world. To create the game. There are, right? But those are basically or like, also
3: to create the services that you can purchase. You know, I'm not going to dissect it. No, I'm but sure by the way, it's, it's, it's fine. Whatever. Because how yeah. many
0: people are in India? All you need is a few engineers. <laughs> just just block those out and be like, you guys just program. Yeah. And the rest of the world is going to live well, that, in this world. Well, that's yeah. the premise and the,
2: the, the, yeah. the what do you call it? The antagonist of the right. story, right? That there's like, you know, okay. what happens in the real world and all this other stuff. But Steven Spielberg has a movie on it. I'm not yeah. sure what he's going
1: to So tell what me what, uh, what ends up happening because I'm, I... Uh, Threw it out. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm not gonna read it again. Yeah. So it tell it me what's actually. somewhere. <laughs> Somebody else. He, he, some he, he just uh, pissed me off. Even it. even if, I know people well, are. What
3: did a- he? S- I mean, like you don't have to repeat it. But, he like, would just What go was on, he? What was like, he uh, intimating
1: about? All the usual stuff. <clears throat> all the usual. Right? But a- it a- just, a- just it up. just bothered me. He's and like
2: a 15 year old in the book. So who cares? Well, no, there's a narrator. An no, that's him. That's the Oh, that's yeah, right? that's, him. that's him. So I mean, it's just he says like you know God. What, like, it's like that's whole, worse. Holden Caulfield it's, type yeah. character. It's, yeah, Holden Listen, Caulfield type guy. Let me tell you something. God is you know,
0: 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds that don't believe in God are the worst. Yeah. What? First of all, you don't understand anything, right? Like your yeah. your intellectual capacity is not there to talk about concepts like God and creation of the universe, etc. Right? Your own existence, your own mortality. You got no. You got no access to that unless you're really, really brilliant. So you're just like, just saying stuff, and you're saying stuff against your creator. Those are that's the worst. At least if you're an if you're like a middle-aged person, I, I can just you know, I, I, there's rationales for. But there's no reason for a kid not to believe in God unless he was raised by terrible, horrible human beings who raised them. Oftentimes, to be I mean,
3: oftentimes that the, is the the, the adolescents, yeah, the adolescents that lean that way are. It's almost always. Uh, um, some form of rebellion against some something and else also, that they know that they grew up with. It. More as, so than like a well thought out uh, mm-hmm.
1: position. Yeah. And also as a piece of literature, there was, the the, the 1980 references was way over the top. Right? I mean, it's, to me
2: it was like, it's I like a young adult novel really, but I mean, yeah. I just kind of read it. So what's so the conclusion? From, he it's gets the egg. not worth wasting your time, Jeff. All right. Mm-hmm. Y- Next Why
0: <laughs> y- A should be N-A. <laughs> not yeah, nah. Yeah, it's it's uh, a, <laughs> Young adult stuff. So. I just happened
2: to pick it up because I was like, all right, Steven Spielberg is making a movie. I don't know. I was at the library one day. And yeah, I was just like, wait for yeah. the I movie. I saw it. I saw it on yeah. the stand, and I was like, I read like uh, the back or whatever. I was like, oh, I like '90s mm, and '80s stuff. video games. I was like, oh, I'll read it. Started reading it. Uh, yeah, the God part pissed me off. It's like that. You ever read Destiny it's Disrupted? It's like edgy, right?
3: It's like needlessly
2: edgy, ever, but not, yeah, there was there was not no insightful like you, at all. Exactly.
0: You're, you're, you're looking the wrong way with have that ever, question. Have you ever read... <laughs> look, look, at, look at your partner over there and have ask him... Have you ever him, read
2: Destiny I, Disrupted? No, should I? What is that? No, the, you shouldn't. I don't even know what it is,
0: by the way. But I, I guarantee you that it's not going to be up your alley.
2: It's, uh, no, 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 no. It's actually not like a geeky thing. It's uh, It's basically the Islamic... It's Islamic history thro- told through the eyes of like a Muslim teacher, and he... And he uh, like it's a It's a history teacher and, he, and he's a Muslim I think his name is Tamim Ansari um, But it's it, When he goes off On a rant On uh, you know The the period of Akida and you know the mu'tazila and he's like he yeah. has like neo mu'tazila like thoughts. I yeah. wanted to throw the book out the window. I was like, oh my god, see yeah. right uh, same, <laughs> yeah. same yeah. 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 yeah, because no, one, no, like, no one, is going to write an author, about like, it. A title like that. I knew yeah.
0: nothing about it, so, but oh. I was like shaking. You know, like destiny <laughs> disrupted.
2: No, I've heard actually. It's a oh, it's a good god, history. That's book. a terrible name. I just thought of it. Is. Yeah,
1: wow. That, that's probably why your 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 gut instinct said something's wrong with that before your brain registered. Just think about that, that right? Destiny disrupted. Well, it's a who, who's it's the a it's a like yeah. concept. Yeah. That, that, that <laughs> what happens is the result of human will,
0: right? To quote Go that for one tobacco. guy that you know, I can't. I don't worship a God that creates these kind of evil in the world. Yeah, yeah you so do. Or you don't worship him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or yeah, he's you know pretty, na- so... He's like, so you believe in him. So, <laughs> before we get to our main
2: topic, um, which is, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the somewhat of a, you know, the, the rise and the fall of, like, the Muslim empire, especially when it came to the intellectual renaissance in Spain and, you know, the... And, and less from, like, a historical perspective, mm-hmm. right, you know, like... I'm sure you can you know listen to other talks about you know how the Abbasids came, and you know, how the you know Abbasids fell and things yeah. like that. but it's it's more about you know how it did the tri- trickle effect of the fall of the intellectual reign of the Muslim Empire affect us today? And especially going into later on in history, you know, take things like the French Revolution, yeah. uh, you know modernism, postmodernism, uh, How has this like intellectual, let's say decline, of the world overall, right? now uh, especially, you know, when now we have theories that we've talked about in many, many episodes. How has this trickle effect of the fall of the intellectual empire of, of Islam affected us today? And do you think you know, where are we at today and how do we tackle this?
1: Well, one thing I'd like to begin with is actually a type of dismantling of the idea even of a Muslim Empire. No, the of Muslim Empire. It, it implies that one of the goals of Islam is to establish civilizations. And actually, one of the things that we were taught right, by Sheikh Sadiq, actually, he says that, and this is actually something that has nothing to do with fiqh, nothing to do with aqidah, just an idea that he brought forth, which I think is a brilliant idea, is that Islam didn't come for to build civilizations. It came for civilizations to use to, to keep themselves going. And all these different groups, are all different civilizations. So the Arabs were a civilization. The uh, India, the uh, late, way later, the Mongol uh, Moguls right. were a civilization. Way later, way later after uh, the time of the Moguls, the Ottomans were their own civilization. The Safavids were their own civilization. All the different Andalusian and Moroccan empires were their own civilizations. And then you chop that up because Andalusia had uh, was ruled by. Uh, three different groups. Right. Right. Umayyads and then uh, the Murabits and then the Muwahids. And then Morocco had its own slices in history. So I would view it as all these are not one. They used the same resource to keep their civilization going. Right. And therefore that removes Islam as being a civilization...
0: One of the places right. that you can see this most vividly, yeah. even today, is in West Africa. You yeah.
3: basically avoid homogenizing yeah. different civilizations. Yeah. Like, if
0: you look at the history of Islam in West Africa, I mean, people, like, local languages become Muslim languages, like yeah. Wolof, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so Islam did not come right. to establish, because if we say There's that no
3: Islamic civilization. Yeah, is there, there are saying.
1: civilizations that have... Submitted to Allah right. and others that haven't. Because if yeah. we say that there is an Islamic civilization, yeah, well, when a that monolith. thing collapses yeah. and loses in wars, mm-hmm. right, and gets destroyed and becomes decrepit, yeah, then Islam is the cause of that too.
3: Yeah. Not only right? that, it's my
2: is Islamic Civ class. Not basically. only,
3: <laughs> not only that though, but then you end up generalizing a lot of civilization fe- features of, of specific civilizations to Islam, which may of not, course. which obviously so, you know may not be true.
1: Let me let me let's look at this. If you take in a guy from india who's a capitalist who uses technology and a guy from la who's a capitalist and uses technology they don't they have some things in common right their hunt for money right but nothing else in common what they're yeah. going to do with the money what their family structures are like what they believe about the world not uh, uh, nothing else in common likewise if you go to 1700 right which was there's a great actually century uh 17 to 1800s there are a lot of revivals going on and you went to Sheikh Othman Danfodio in Nigeria.
0: It was a bad one too, though.
1: It was a bad one too. Because, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, and, not, and most of them didn't end well either. You went to Sheikh Othman Danfodio in India, and you went to someone uh, else. Africa. In, in Africa, I mean, West Africa, and then you went to Shawaliullah in India. They have the most important thing in common, right? Which is what they believe about life, morality, and afterlife, right? That's the most important thing. But nothing else. Their political situation is totally different. Mm political memories, uh, cultural cultures, totally nothing to do with one another, right? Luckily, they have enough language and enough beliefs that they could have if they came together, recognize one another, just like a capitalist from LA and a capitalist from India will recognize their interests, right? But, so we have to chop these all up and realize these are all different civilizations and people can use Islam and stop using Islam and see what happens. Like, look at Egypt. Egypt was a great place, right? When they stopped... Collectively, as a society, leaning upon Islam and the uh, ulama, right, it went in a total different trajectory. Yep. And they happen to be. And, we're, and we're talking different timelines
3: too, right? Like yeah. these civilizations have different timelines. So by by generalizing it in terms of like there was one thing, a rise of that thing, mm-hmm. a fall of that thing, you're basically saying that. All of this happened at the same time and it happened in the same way across all of these, as you're saying, different civilizations that are that are um, that happen to have this common thread. Exactly. So then
2: if we say that there is no, you know, real Muslim civilization, uh, what is Islam then just sort of like the fabric of life that 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 keeps those civilizations going? Is that the the idea behind it?
1: I would say like uh, there's no sun plant, right? There's no plant that's. This, but every plant needs the sun and they could choose not to use the sun, right?
0: Somebody says sunflower. Like, <laughs> 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 right? So that's
1: how I, I view it. The source, sun the energy source is there. You want to use it? Use it. You don't want to use it? Don't use it. Yeah. Right? And let's see what happens.
0: You know, I, I hadn't heard this before from uh, from Sheikh Sadik, but it's mashallah. It's a really it's brilliant, inside, it's a really yeah, amazing. brilliant yeah. point. Like yeah. genius level point. Yeah. You know, it also, it, it provides a really useful simple way to explain certain things right so like talk about we were andalusia right so people go the muslims when they were following islam were successful and then they started not following islam which is the historical fact Mm -hmm. and things started falling apart and you have people muslims even but modernist muslims who go that's you know a lot of like voodoo mumbo jumbo Uh you know. They made these political errors and they, they, was poor stru- they were strategically poor and they they, they were uh, exploiting certain capital, whatever it is, right? They'll yeah. come up with their political economic theory for what it is. But in fact, Sheikh Salih's point is perfect. While they were using the tool that Allah provided, they were having success. Mm-hmm. When they moved away from the tool that Allah provided for success, they had failure. Mm-hmm. And it's so much simpler than all of those uh, political economic well, theories. And it's also much clearer and uh, requires less of a leap of faith yeah. than to say, well, they started abandoning prayer right. and having parties yeah. and then Allah the cursed them, mm-hmm. which, you know, the two are the same, yeah. but yeah. I this mean, is like a it's, way it's, to explain it. That just Yeah, it's it, 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 it,
3: very it, it, possible that those things are, res, are a result Allah. of that, right? So, yeah.
0: SubhanAllah.
1: And you have to use the tool correctly, too, because there are groups out there that I can tell you 100 percent pious, but they don't use the tool properly. And they actually end up with a worse result. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of the Islamist parties. Right. To me, they're not they're sort of missing some of the core features, right, of the message of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Right. A and, right. A, and as a result, they're power grabbing and it's backfiring badly. Really badly. So I mean, the, I'm re-
0: they're, they're not I'm, yeah. I'm not they're sincere. Yeah I'll give them that So
1: it's not just piety You gotta do it right
0: And they do good work Yeah And like societal work Like Charity uh, work Charity work right And and dawah work They do good things Mm -hmm. But their outlook is not The prophetic outlook It's not It's It's What is this What do we think is this really great political theory Yeah And let's put Islamic window dressing on it We can We can shoehorn Islam onto this And and make it like an Islamic uh, Type of thing Like if you look at um, and I'm sure there's going to be people that are gonna have something to say about this but whatever if you look at like uh, especially early Muslim Brotherhood writing yeah you read those books it's basically just like a Marxism light mm-hmm. with Islamic language yeah like you're, it's you're, it's it's basically Marxist Leninist theory it's the, the and that en- failed already
1: yeah the end game is to gain power mm-hmm. right and that's never the end game of the MBS They, yeah, there's that's that there is some responsibilities of Khadafa collectively on the ummah. But that is not the end game of a Muslim is to get power, political leverage, to to get power. And and, and And just let me
0: one more thing about what I said before anybody comes, I understand that they have a a program to reform society, and as you reform society and Islam grows, that people I understand that. But if you look at the the strategic stuff, the strategic writings, this is what they're looking at.
1: Yeah, let the people call for it, right? Teach, let the people themselves, like if, if, if I uh, could have advised those people, uh, not to say that they're like belittle them, like they're dummies, like everyone wants to say, but yeah, they, they to me they weren't wise at all. The Muslim Brotherhood needed. I would have said, listen, don't touch politics. Don't touch a position of power. It's gonna make you dirty, right? You're never gonna look good, even when you win. When you win an election, no one looks good. The fact that you were in the election, you don't look good, like as a moral source. So get out of it completely and just get involved in influence, teach. Teach people, take care of the poor, and pay these Hollywood, these Egyptian filmmakers to make you look good in the movie, right? Just pay them for what the fi- government 15 does. seconds, yeah, for 15 seconds to, to, to make you look good for, for one scene or something, right? So go for info. Let the people demand it. When the people demand something, that's when you get a result, mm-hmm. right? But no, what do they want to do? Go
0: for power. Well, I mean, that's the story of this last century and a half is, you know, struggle between groups class for a while now it's being individuated and it's now it's down to whatever identity you can yeah. grasp onto and it's an income inequality still but mm-hmm. also you know even if you're if you're poor and you're like a white man you still have some uh, you have privilege and which is true i'm not arguing that you don't but like all of this the, all of this political yeah. uh gaysmanship that people are living identity this, like people can't get past this right yeah. and politics which really bothers me about Muslims doing politics is like the lingua franca of uh, our modern society when it comes to engaging big uh-huh. ideas. I was having a discussion on Twitter, um, just about like. I
2: have discussions on Twitter. Let's just you, you have flame wars. Have, wars just just. Have, yeah. No, it was it was it was Troll, actually uh, it was a friendly. It wars.
0: was actually very. I was I was trying to be cordial, and it was like a back and forth. It was just expressing ideas. Somebody was questioning the concept that you shouldn't rise up against an oppressor, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 serious Ismail Royer was uh, involved in the discussion as well. And uh, you know, at one point I, I, I cited from Hassan al-basri who who a group of people came to him and said, "Let's overthrow uh, al- hajjaj uh. And he said, "You don't you're going to get killed." Yeah. And he said, if it's a curse from Allah, then be patient with it and you're not going to be able to lift it with your swords. That's true. And if it's a test with Allah, be patient with it and you'll be rewarded. Regardless, yeah. you're not, yeah. this is not going to work. And then they went and they got slaughtered. Mm-hmm.
2: And this is the this is the aqidah of Hasan as well, right? So, yeah. I yeah. Mean like
0: it's so so this person, who's very much, his response was Al-Hassan, that's what he called him, al Al-Hassan was a very pious and religious man, obviously, but that's a stupid response and he was... Clearly clearly, he was, he was out of touch With the political scene What a fool the, the This is
1: the, Like that language Besides that say Ali ibn Abi Talib raised him Subhanallah or that like, is, Imam Ahmad ibn hanbal and I mean, many other scholars well, he,
0: he was, proved he, that People corrected him and inshallah he, he got the picture But the point is His argument was he was too separate From the political scene to take him seriously yeah. Like This is language that you only find in the last century yeah. And a half Like That's nobody true. would have said that 150 years ago, yeah. no Muslim, no matter how political they were, yeah. Th- it's become like a like a like a disease that's infected the minds of especially Muslims because we see ourselves politically weak and we go, how can we get politically strong? Yeah. Why do you want to be like your oppressor? Now, yeah, so now
2: cool. one thing you mentioned about like civilizations, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think the same idea, you know, that Sheikh Salik mentioned is is valid even at an individual level, almost right. It's it's not just you know that that there is you know this idea of, oh, this is a Muslim, you know, pointing to one specific idea, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to this, this homogenous body of, you know, culture and language and behaviors, I think it's, it's this, you know, Islam is that, you know, uh, it's that structure and, and that, that the, it's the sun to yeah. the flower, right, yeah. uh, to the plant, <laughs> Um and to the sun plant, <laughs> to the sun plant, uh, and, and that applies at an individual level just as much as it av- a, 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 you know applies to a civilizational one. Yeah. Um, and that's a very interesting point. So it's like, then how do we understand you know the collective idea of the ummah then?
1: So one of the points that I think most people are, and what you're probably question. touching upon, is, is that ummas have ages. And I wish I had brought this out, but Imam Asyuti have upstairs in his Hawi for Fatawi, his book of Hawi for uh, gathering of Fatawa, is the question of the lifespan of the Ummah, and that the Prophet peace be upon him, his prophecy for the state of the Ummah is that it'll constantly get uh, weaker, it'll constantly get weaker and weaker. Every generation gets uh, weaker than the one before it, mm-hmm. right, and is worse than the one before it too. So when this happens, what we know, what we do learn from the Ummah, about the Ummah, is that collectively the Muslims, the status of Islam, uh, of the Muslims, will get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and that the the Islam itself is a creation, it's a thing that will get old and will start to come apart. Yeah. Now the Prophet is telling us... uh,
3: Does that mean like weaker in like a material sense or like a spiritual sense? It
1: means in both. Yeah. Right? Both the... Uh, the faith of people, because the the distance from the time of the prophet keeps increasing, right? So people's faith gets weaker right. and weaker, right? And also the power of the message, of the actual the influence, the influence in, in the world. Yeah, it gets weaker and weaker. So the prophet likened it to a rope, right? That people keep using this rope. It's used like a rope in a well, right? Pull out water. And then slowly, just the rope is going to get thin. So he's told us Islam is a thing that has a lifespan, right? So it should come to no surprise to any Muslim today. And whenever people convert to Islam, and I remember back in the 90s, people converted to Islam. And one of the themes in the 90s conversion time, and you probably remember this, was that we're going to revive this thing. The revival is around the corner. Coming back in the West. Yeah, Yeah. and the sun rising from the West Yeah, that metaphor, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that people actually (laughs) told themselves this to convince themselves that I have not joined a losing horse, Mm -hmm. right? But you actually have joined a religion that is on its way out, right? In the sense that the Prophet told us it's going to get weaker and weaker. and weaker. There's just one hope, which is at the end of the day, or the Prophet so I said, as an yeah. honor for the Prophet, and as also for those who stuck with it, yeah. that Allah Azza wa Jal will not allow the ummah of his Prophet and the message of his messenger no, no, to go out, so. a, to limp out yeah. of history. So, so it's going to have one last revival. That's one generation long, and yeah. then lights out after that. Is
3: is is that um, phrase still thrown out? Right, like is it still valid? You know, how people said that Islam is like what, like the fastest growing religion in the world. Like, what do well, people numbers, mean uh, by? numbers wise, numbers yeah. wise, yeah.
0: I mean, there's a hadith, right? Right. That there will come a time when uh, the the people will gather to uh, uh, to eat from you. Yeah, like the way that people gather around a plate and eat, mm. that this is how they will gather around the ummah. Yeah. And the companion, I think it was uh, Khudayfa, he asked, Is that because uh, we'll be so few in number? And the Prophet sallam, said, No, you'll be as numerous as the foam in the sea. He said, But you'll have a weakness. What was mm. the term? Uh, yeah. Al-Wahn. Al-Wahn.
1: You have weakness.
0: And he said, What is Al-Wahn? Khudayfa asked. And he said, It's that you love this life and mm. you fear death. Yeah.
1: So uh, th- that's something I always tell people is that it's very important for Muslim youth to know anyone getting involved in Islam because no mm. one wants to come and feel that they're you know joining something that's on the on the yeah, spiritual th- yeah so but I think that if they ever uh, the false belief that there's some kind of rev- great thing that's going to happen oh. in ten years is worse yeah, because number- I, we've seen brothers who you've seen the zeal. And then when nothing happens, right? No little Muslim village developed yeah. in New Brunswick or wherever people were living at the time, right? It never happened. Then there's a depression and a, po- and a you know.
0: My apologies. I just remembered the the beginning of the the warning of the hadith is there'll come a time when the nations will gather against you, like they like people coming together. I yeah, think, right? yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Shay. Yeah. And I I think one of the things, by the way, you asked about. Uh, the slogan of you know the sun one of the <laughs> one of the other things that you that I used to hear back then, especially from people that had kind of like an antagonistic relationship with uh, heritage Muslims mm-hmm. say is that the hadith of if you don't uh, reform yourself, Allah will oh, replace yeah, yeah. you with another people. Yeah. And they were like, right. we are those people? Yeah, yeah. Which already means you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's the good news, of,
1: uh, which is also very important. The good news is there will always be pockets of small groups of Muslims yeah. who keep with it and have their own personal spiritual sunrising right. yep. in their own hearts, mm. right? It began and as, as, something as a small strange. group. Yeah, because the Prophet said, him said there will always be a ta'ifa, a group, Right that are on the truth openly publicly not like hidden not in a forest not in the uh, desert right publicly openly and there are many little pockets out there uh, so any muslim who wants to survive in his deen he can search out there and find a group to keep company with that group and his own personal iman can succeed
0: so Thank- i'm going to stake out a position Sheikh. okay so um when I first became Muslim, uh, I didn't have the idea that I was joining the winning team. Okay. Hamdulillah. Yeah. So I w- there was no opportunity for me to be disappointed by that because I converted in, you know, a, a really rough inner city, um, amongst like ninety nine point nine percent African American Muslims that were living in this, you know, uh, impoverished uh, place. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm joining the winning squad here. Yeah. But. I did feel like I was joining a group of winners, mm. maybe individual, not yeah. maybe not as, as a group. Um, because these were people that were very proud mm-hmm. of their Islam. They had most, they had very Muslim names yeah. and they wore thobes and they had mm-hmm. beards and they wore uh, kufis and they used miswak.
1: They were trendsetters. None. Right.
0: And so I've heard it so many times, like from all kinds of uh, people, even people you know, given positions of authority and people who have studied and have studied overseas and that, you know, Islam should not be so cultural. Know, so so different from yeah. the culture we need of the yeah. yeah, and we need we need like an yeah. American flavor yeah. where yeah. we're no you're not wearing thobes all the time. Yeah. What is that? You look like yeah. Bin Laden like yeah. I, there's one uh person, Imam, that said that, something like that that, you know, somebody made fun of a Muslim he knew because he looked he was like B I wanna get that Laden costume for, for, for Halloween. And he was like, he was like, you know, mashallah, but this is America. Whatever. The people who convert the people who are turned off by Islam because somebody's is trying to adhere to the sunnah, they're not gonna be the best. That's true. Mm. And me personally, and I'm not the best, but me personally, I was super attracted to all of that. Like, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, the confidence. Within
0: one people. month of being a Muslim, I saw a guy and I was like, why are you wearing an eyeliner? And he was like, it's cool. Yeah. And it's from the sunnah. Yeah. And it's too beautiful. And I was like, and he goes in and, get, and also uh, in, in improves your sight. Yeah. And I said, how that? That's well, beautiful. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, it's not, there's no yeah. need to. I,
1: I actually loved and fell in love with the confidence. I still do love the confidence of these people. And I never understood this idea of fitting in. Yeah, obviously, you have common sense. You're going to go to work dressed like a regular person, right? but that as a a to go out of your way to never look different to me shows that you got your own
0: complex name your kids dean and sarah (laughs) (laughs) no shots at anybody who uses those names they're good names but if that's (laughs) if all your kids if if all your kids are named something that can pass (laughs) all of them you have eight kids they're all named very like harris yeah (laughs) Well, we were talking no, about why that. Why why didn't he put the tenween on it and Harrison? Right? Yeah. <laughs> tenween, right? <laughs> Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> um, um I'm sorry, just to complete the thought. Uh yeah, I think I think it, it's uh I, I think that Muslims should be proud of their Islam and I think that that's the strength that we can have. It's the individual strength and it's the strength of following the Sunnah and it's the strength of obeying what Allah gives us. And to Moeen's point, yeah, that 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 uh that frame, that that framework that uh Shaykh Sadiq provided. is beautiful even on the individual level. It's good for a household. Mm-hmm. It's good for us for a community. Mm-hmm. This is the model. Yeah.
1: And anytime if you look at these dais, anytime a da'i tried to actually press upon it with his dawah on the whole world, right, or like change a nation, you notice that these these things went down like really bad, right. But whenever you had someone just looking under his feet locally, that they, they've survived, right. If you look at the mashayah who are content with doing a, uh, a, a good, decent amount in their locality, you find that they succeed. Mm. They last the test of time. And one of them recently died, uh, recently passed away. Uh, rahimahullah, I think it's no, Tyson Burak. I don't want to mess up uh, his name. Yeah, yeah from from Yeah, Tosun Bayrak. 50 years, Imam, in one community. And he has a Saturday majlis that's lasted, I think it was 50. I think it was 50 years. Right. Wow. Isn't that insane? I think it was 50 years, years. Right. It's uh-huh. a long time, whatever it was, because he was like in 90s, in his 90s, he was old school, chain smoker. Right. That just <laughs> goes to show you how old it's because back in the day, they didn't think it was bad. If like you were born in the, also, he's tw- in the 70s, he's in fee, so
0: it's probably
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because they can't, they're not going to make it to Harima or something like that. So in the 30s, 40s, if you were growing up in the 30s, 40s, a lot of people used to teach that it's actually tobacco is good for you, right? right. So we have mashaikh in Egypt uh, who passed away already the, from the old school were raised to smoke. That it's actually okay for you to smoke. It's good for you to smoke, right? So they're chain smokers. And he's a Mufassir of Quran. He's a sheikh. He's a, he's like <laughs> real? A, a real the real deal. But he's a chain smoker. So and everybody considered it bad.
0: Just two things on that. One, nicotine is very it's very very addictive. It's the hardest. Addi- it's worse than heroin in terms of trying to uh, really? quit. Additive yes, qualities. it's more addi- yeah. Secondly, um, to, to you were saying that there were people that were saying that tobacco is, is yeah, good for, for you. Yeah. There are actually very, it's it's the nicotine itself. Yeah. There's there's like good. Uh, it's it helps prevent dementia and uh, Alzheimer's and all kinds of like neurological problems. It lowers blood pressure.
1: Yeah, I think it also staves your hunger. Like it makes yeah. you not. Yeah,
0: it's an appetizer. It, there is actually a lot of good in it. It's just that the delivery product, the delivery method, uh, which is yeah. burning these leaves and then inhaling the burnt smoke yeah. this is That's carcinogen problem, yeah. it's yeah. a carcinogen and then when you get into like commercial tobacco cigarettes yeah. or shisha they had so much so many chemicals that they're yeah. just poisoning you and killing you yeah. um but yeah so they were onto something they noticed it's like a lot of the reason i'm only bringing this up is because it's a it's like a lot of old uh wisdom right yeah and going back to what we were talking about you know how the muslims progressed and, and achieved all kinds of scientific stuff they they observed the world mm-hmm. and then they said huh, this has some kind of property that works, right? Whether it's in food, whether it's in um, whatever, what have you, right? Muslims, just traditional people, not even just Muslims, traditional cultural people, they would observe something and they would be like, it works, so
1: do it. So do it, and then uh, the test of time will tell us if it has a long-term effect. It's the same thing, the idea we talked about earlier, that these working in factories, coal mining, eating preservatives and cold cuts was all things that people consumed without thinking twice. I mean, I grew up on Lunchables, right? which is like conservatives with some food, right? Hmm. Preservatives, I mean, with some food. (laughs) Conservatives, that
2: sounds
3: like a good name for a right-wing podcast. Conservatives (laughs) with some food. (laughs) I bet you it exists. Uh, Paula Dean. Now I have a a question.
2: Um, So now you get, you know, this idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She has a meal that is so disgusting. It's a what b- is that? macaroni Fried butter It has macaroni and cheese yeah. Lard You freeze it in a rectangle oh, okay. In a Tupperware Yeah You take it out mm-hmm. Okay You yeah. wrap it in bacon Right And then you
3: deep fry that Wow Like why not just skip the food And just like Go straight to the, get, the uh, straight to the <laughs> hospital yeah. Let's not
0: Let's not Let's not bang on her too hard Because she does have a Muslim last name Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, <laughs> and a Christian yeah. first name, so that's an interfaith operation, right? Yeah. Paul. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. yeah. All right. Uh, so. Okay. What's your question? My
2: question is, you know, and a lot of people might be thinking this uh, after hearing the whole, you know, that the, if Islam is on a downward spiral, right? Uh, how do we prevent ourselves from becoming, you know, like apocalyptic, right? No. This so, like, the world well, is ending. You know, it's all over. And on top of that, right? Just because, you know, the there's a difference between the Ummah being on a downward spiral versus, you know, saying that Allah is no longer, you know, helping the Muslims on an individual level, right? People mm-hmm. might start doubting themselves and saying, you know, like, is this all even worth it, right? Like, yeah. is Allah even on our sides anymore,
1: right? Firstly, the we know the Prophet ﷺ said, yu'ala So, Islam will always in self... Never be on a downward, it's our usage of it, and mm-hmm. like we did, but but it could be like we said that it will disappear a thread by thread. The Prophet ﷺ said until nothing's left but Salah, and the first thing to go is knowledge of inheritance, yeah, right. But the to practice your, of it to, your, to the second to your second point, though, if a Muslim believes in any of the things that the Prophet ﷺ <laughs> said, salah. the Quran said about riba, about zina, about purposely going against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on uh, what what I just said what zina spreads disease and spreads wrath right begets wrath you cannot look at this all of this and then tell you and then think the world's going to be hunky dory in 50 years it is you know it's not going to end who knows about the end doesn't the end doesn't matter but i think what you do mean is we're going to hit a brick wall right this is not going to be good and there were guys in the housing crisis who called it who, for four or five years, when they started seeing what the banks were doing, and they mm-hmm. realized what's going on here, mm-hmm. that they were giving out loans yeah. to like to to, to, to people who couldn't—they knew couldn't they pay it off—just off. Yeah. for teaser loans, and right. then that goes up, and then by that by the time the actual mortgage payment goes up, that they had sold it off already, right? There's they, a movie on that now, right? There's a movie on that, yeah. right? So it's it's known, but there were a handful of people who just looked at the facts; they weren't. They, they had they weren't like uh, prophesying stuff from their heads. They were looking at facts. If you do this, you're going to have a financial apocalypse. Meltdown. Mm-hmm. And they had it right. And when when we look from a different myth, a different standard that Allah says, look, if you guys don't know how to use your sexual <laughs> organs properly, it's not going to have a good result, right? It will definitely have a bad result. I, I gave you this organ right keep it in your pants put it in the right spot right put it in the right spot right don't use, misuse it you're gonna have problems and throughout history at the individual level we know it has problems you spread this now at the multi-million uh whatever population level systemic problems we're gonna have serious problems right and then with the river there was a guy who i wanted to punch he said to me in the masjid he said, Bro. "Which one?" No. <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, "Bro, I love it. riba. is great. Wow. Interest is great because you can give loans. Businesses increase, right? Uh, trade increases, right? So without without interest loans, well, what are we supposed to? How how are we supposed to actually move money to business makers, right? Or to, to business people, or to inventors, or to whatever?" So I said, "Wait a second. You're gonna believe yourself on what your eye sees in the past 100 years." over the threat and the guaranteed threat that Allah says, Wayam riba. He wipes it out. And one of the most awesome things about the housing crisis is that what they, just read what they were talking about. They said, where did the money go? Like that's a phrase that keeps repeating itself in these interviews. Where did the money go? Like uh, the guys who shorted them made $5 billion, but who lost $5 billion? Like where did that money go? That's the exact meaning of Yamhak.
0: He will just populace. wipe
1: it away. He wipes it away. Like you don't even know where that money went, right? So yeah, in the last 100, 200, you want to push it back to 500 years since they started giving out interest, like in big mounts. right? Yeah, okay. So you're going to put the promise of God on one scale mm-hmm. I mean, and 500 years of human activity on the other scale. I mean, I'm going to take the promise of God.
3: Yeah, and what you're talking about, right, like in in the case of the uh, financial crisis, yeah. interest had a direct role to play in that because the financial crisis was a, a credit-based crisis, yeah. right? It was based on um, in excess availability of credit mm-hmm. to people who could not pay it back. And the whole basis of a, of a credit sort of system is that you know, lenders stand to gain when you can't pay it back in full, right? Then yeah. they make interest off of the payments that mm-hmm. the minimum payments, whatever that you're making. And you have to pay interest on top of that. So very foundation of that is essentially, you know, what
1: underpinned what exactly thing,
3: what you're talking about.
1: Add to that. We're looking at Zina. We're looking at river add to this gambling. I'm looking at what wall street's doing. How is this any different than gambling? It's an absolute gamble. I'm talking about these, deriv- these derivatives, these like, OK, well, if this happened, I'm, yeah. I'm betting against. and they literally use the word betting. Yeah. Right. I'm going to bet against this yeah. bank. I'm going to bet against this company. Mm-hmm. Shorting right? it. Yeah, shorting it. it's complete and, it, and it's in the name of insuring it. Right. And it's actually a bet gambling. Right. So when we look from the Quranic view of things, I'm looking at a not bright future. Right, and it doesn't have to be like a big asteroid. It doesn't have to be a big war. It doesn't have to be some apocalyptic thing that's imaginary. No, just misery, poverty, at the systemic problems that cannot be solved. Right, and I'm telling you, the when we talk about this uh, emotional peacock support, right?
0: Uh, 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 oh, the the, the support animals. Support
1: animal. animals for emotional support. Emotional support dog. Emotional yeah. support peacock that yeah. you have to walk around with and take right. to work. Yeah. Right, like a blanket. Yeah, of yeah. course. Right, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what what I was gonna
1: say, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I'm thinking is that, and a brother pointed that to my attention, and he said, Didn't the prophet's I sent him promised diseases when Zen happens? It doesn't mean only physical diseases, mental and emotional diseases. And now, my view on these people is actually they probably do have a disease, and it's like a, a mental disease an emotional unwellness and instability they will never be stable why because what they, yeah. most of these people are born out of zinna the whole culture of zinna right because if you have a baby that's born with like a crack baby right you don't you don't blame the baby right
2: <laughs> right okay why is that funny <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know i don't know it
1: was just so listen if i if 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 a if a guy doesn't pay his bill right and they cut the power are, is he alone going to be cold in the winter or his whole family's going to be whole cold. Family. His whole family's going to be cold. So when two parents do something and two adults do something, right? There's going to be they're turning on a faucet. They're not the only ones who are going to get wet. Their their lineage will get wet, right? And spirit we view spiritual curses like this. I mean, so yeah, you did it. They're innocent, but they're going to suffer because of what you. They're what, not guilty, but they're going to suffer.
0: One of the points of of the lineage of the NBA, mm-hmm. all of them, may God the oh, bless them all, and, of course, and, and grant them peace, is that. There, they were no everyone Zinner. in their line was married. There was no yeah, Zina, no Zina, right? Because None Zinner, of them had descended from, from people of Zina.
2: And, and you know, this is something you know that I have been thinking about myself. And I was actually going to start off the podcast with this very idea, right? Um, is the idea of your sins and your actions having an effect on the metaphysical world right like there yeah, there totally. is a there is a meta there are rules to the metaphysical world just as there's rules to the physical one yeah. right so for example uh, and this might get real esoteric for people but you know we're a sufi podcast so. <laughs> yes, i mean
0: we're, we're a religious podcast and a muslim podcast <laughs> yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah
2: but you know i'm gonna get real sufi esoteric here but uh you know like for example we say that um you know, you drop something, you know, when you when you throw something in the air, it falls down. These are the ro- laws of the physical world. And in the same way, you commit zina, and it leaves a mark on your lineage, on your children, mm-hmm. on yourself, right? And in the same way, I think, you know, these things like koreba, these things like, um, you know, dr- drinking, committing sins, even regular sins, backbiting, these things do have metaphysical effects on your heart. Yeah right that you you cannot see right but those rules are already written and it's yeah. not about like oh you know uh, can i you know commit zina and you know you know allah can solve this or that allah can do anything however there are rules to the metaphysical world as there are rules to the physical world mm-hmm. right? it's like
0: that story with imam ahmed and his son mm. imam ahmed mm. his son was also a scholar and he had been appointed a qadi his top student too yeah, yeah. and um, he came and he brought some bread once to his father his father said, "Did you buy that with your earnings as a government official?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah." And he was like, "I'm not. I, I won't <laughs> eat from that because it's not halal earnings." Yeah. So the son went and threw it in in uh, in a body of water mm. that was nearby. He just got rid of the bread. Imam Ahmed wouldn't eat fish from there for several <laughs> years until he was sure that it was all cycled yeah. out. Oh my God! Yeah, And, he and this is not being. He wasn't being like a weirdo. He. Was afraid of yeah. the negative effects of unlawful consuming from the unlawful. Subhanallah.
2: Subhanallah. I mean, yeah. and then that goes to show you, right? It's because these these olia and the MBI, they understood the metaphysical reality, yeah. you know, even more so at times than the physical one, right? Yeah. So
1: take this as an example: the hippie generation, right? They're the ones who broke the dam open, right? Now they're growing older, right? And their kids, okay. What is the forecast for their kids? If poverty, right, right, and what did Allah Prophet Said him, Allah subhanahu ta'ala said, the disobedience of Allah, right, leads to poverty, yeah. right. It's a, one of the curses of sins, right, is poverty.
0: There's uh, that's absolutely true. There's also, and this is this is a. Uh, it's, it's, it's It correlates There's this interesting thing That, that happened in the last uh, Couple of generations Right And it, it This happened To individuals And you know Nations And it also happens in, in what Greater civilizations Or like You know The Islamic Spanish Empire We want to say Right um, Like we were starting We we're tangential, we're kind of like framing this in the idea of the rise and fall of Islamic Spain or Islamic intellectual civilization or Islamic intellectual culture. There's a, the limited view that human beings have, right? We don't think long term. So I saw somebody just yesterday who was writing about how, for his generation, he's in mid 20s, professional, two income, you know, saving all their money, no debt, all of that stuff. It's almost impossible for them to buy a reasonably priced home mm. like they just can't the reason for it is that the generation that preceded was always looking to they weren't just looking to buy a home to live in they were looking at it as an investment and we're going to keep growing it and it's going to keep going up in price and we're going to keep and then we're going to buy investment homes as like rental properties etc that's great for your life but just one generation down if if the if the market for this is inflating this is a commodity uh housing that's going to have to be purchased by the next generation and the one that followed. Your own children and then your grandchildren have to also buy houses. Mm-hmm. If you've driven the market up to exorbitant prices that later in your career you can afford because you have exactly. savings and money, yeah. what's going to happen to your kids? Yeah. And what about your grandkids? Yeah. They'll never true, own a right? home. And in that. fact, mm-hmm. that's where we're living. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, you know, small scale, but on the larger scale, that's what happens with civilizations that sometimes get over-exuberant with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. right? Whether it's conquering lands or... Uh, engaging in you know stupid politics like happened yeah. in in uh, Andalusia, hiring and, Christian mercenaries to fight other Muslims. Yeah, and
1: and, and and well, they were the best the best example. These are some of the worst people. When people are sympathetic, oh, 1492, they're lucky they lasted to 1492, right? That's the mercy. <laughs> and they of Allah barely and did. They lasted, right? It was like Granada was barely. It. That was it's just it. Just Granada. Yeah, yeah, because if you read what they were doing, they deserved that and worse, right? But here's the thing. So in, in,
2: enlighten us if you can since uh, so. well
1: well they were acting basically like the Arab countries now where they the Christian they were they they were so wealthy and th- the life in Spain was really good and they enjoyed it the Christians would would basically come on these attacks they were waging wars for uh, generations right and alfonso the first alfonso the second alfonso the up to the alfonso the tenth right all these alfonso's kept uh, waging war on the Muslims, right? <laughs> <laughs> eventually it's yeah, going to take. One yeah. of this, eventually one take. of the Alfonso's, one dead? of the kids... <laughs> grand great grandkids yeah. I got really upset I got when I learned friend, that my father I got upset when I learned that because my uh, Spanish name like yeah. in in school yeah. when you had to take the yeah. Spanish class my Spanish name was Alfonso yeah. for why? like for 3 yeah. years I had no clue he was it's him It's not you, there's like so my, many names that are more my team, I is know. Alfonso yeah. you, you know why I chose you it because it, like, it was like oh, funny. You, you it was you like picked it. It was funny okay, right yeah. it was like Alfonso it's like a funny name
0: right like the fonts
1: Yeah like the fonts exactly so so uh, the they would come down and eventually the Muslims really chose to pervert, prefer preferred their lives over their deen. And what they would do is take uh, make deals with the Christians in which they would basically help set up the conquests of the next Muslim city over to save his own tale. Right. And so that's what they were doing. They would accept to sell out their brothers for salvation, don't you? And so it
0: sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: So that's exactly basically very similar to the situation in uh, uh, the Middle East where you have all of these Muslim countries and they're getting played by one little one little country. Right. Israel's just playing all these guys. If you think about it, just like statistically speaking, I mean, how dumb can you be that you have how many people are surrounded? Is like just go from Turkey to Morocco? all the way over to, how far can you go? Iran, right? Down to Yemen, down to East Africa, and just make a big circle around that area. And this little joint, smaller than New Jersey, is schooling all you people, right? What's wrong with you people?
2: That's also the Qadr of Allah,
1: right? It's the Qadr of Allah. It's the Qadr of Allah. And and it's also the Qadr that they're dumb, Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like one, one man <laughs> one man he did some crime and Omar ibn Khattab hit him, right? And he said, and the guy was a smart aleck, right? And he said, You hit me for doing something that was the Qadr of Allah. He said, It was the Qadr of Allah that I hit you, and yeah. it's the Qadr of Allah that I'm about to hit you again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um not before we pivot back back in time, um, you know I, I read something yesterday from uh, Erdogan. Uh, he's in he's in uh, Algeria or Tunisia, one of one of those two. I think Algeria. And uh, when he got there, he did a press conference, and one of the reporters, <laughs> you know how there are those people in the Middle East um, who they feel like they're f- a francophone and they're they're more French and they want to name their kid Pierre, but they can't say the P or whatever. So <laughs> how does that work? Pierre, yeah, Pierre. <laughs> Half of <laughs> Lebanon Pierre. is named
1: French names. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this guy in Algeria, which is also a former French guy, so he's, he, he, he tried to put Erdogan on the spot because he's doing this official statement and he goes, don't you, th- you know, you, you talk about, you know, oppression and uh, occupation, wouldn't you say that the, the, that the Ottomans or Turkey was an occupying force in Algeria mm-hmm. in their time? And Erdogan, without missing a beat, mashallah, he said, No if the Ottomans were an occupying force, you'd be asking me that question in Turkish instead of French. Oh, <laughs> that is good. That is good. And that,
1: guy, that fool doesn't even know his own thing because yeah. when uh, the guy... Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even know his own history. Yeah. The, the guy who, who saved Algeria from the Crusaders, right? <laughs> was a, he was a, a man who then asked the Ottomans... Yeah. To if he could join the Ottoman Empire to get support from the Crusader Christians. He's a fool. He doesn't even know his own history. And, and as we, as
0: we, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling I mean, you what's wrong with these people. Something th- is wrong I mean, with those people. The fact that he thinks that French is like more elevated yeah. than, than Arabic.
1: That's hilarious, actually. Yeah.
0: Going backwards in time. The Ottomans are a good example. Uh, nobody's perfect, but they were a good example of how you can have Islam and have your political power over a large group of people without changing their language. Without changing their customs, without mm-hmm. trying to impose on them your culture, yeah. so they were good at that. Going back to, to Spain, all the way back to the beginning, you know, you said, Sheikh, um, that they were so afraid of losing Dunya, right? And they were like soft and weak. That's they're the literal li- that's the literal opposite of the people who conquered that land in the first place, the Morabitun, mm-hmm. the right? Yeah. These are the hardest, most serious about religion people mm-hmm. that there could have been. Yeah. they're the frontliners, literally. Yeah. That's the name, right? Yeah,
1: the Morabitun uh, were. were was it bedouin tafsheen yusuf (laughs) Tashfin. and what happened was that a tunisian scholar in tunisia was sent on a dawah mission all the way down to the border of senegal it was almost in senegal almost right and uh i believe it was senegal he was sent to teach those people and he happened to come upon a very pious chief and that chief got everyone studying right and and then they never, ever came to their mind that they would be a military force. But then they had so much fiqh and knowledge that they became the arbitrators. Right. And then when, na- when, when areas couldn't get along, they, they would ask to be taken under them. Right. And then their thing started to grow. Then they realized, actually, we have something going on here. Right. Then the man died. Then his brother took over and his brother, that was Tashfin. Tashfin died. His brother took over. And then his brother realized, you know what? My nephew, Tashfin's son, Yusuf bin Tashfin, is actually way better. So he took uh, took a back seat and gave it to his son. And his son was an amazing manager type of, right? And he was, of course, a scholar. So uh, it just,
0: it was one thing after the other. And their name comes from on Rabat. on
1: Rabat, which is the, at the frontier, protecting the land. And people don't know that Imam al-Ghazali and al-Tusi gave him... The fatwa. So he went and he would, went to Andalusia, pushed the Christians back, came back. He didn't even take over. He came back. Which proved to the ummah like that he doesn't want, he's not a conqueror. Then, when they kept doing it again, Imam al Ghazali and al-Tusi wrote him a fatwa saying that those Andalusians cannot rule themselves anymore. You rule them. And anyone who stops in your way, Muslim or otherwise, his blood is halal. So wow. he took over with a fatwa from a scholar he was commanded to do so right as, as a religious to all obligation the ones. yeah as opposed to all the substance Like the know, yeah and, and so murabitun were great people man yeah they were great people so
2: so uh, i want to go to one last point before we you know come to close which is you know i want to come back to that idea of how does an individual on an individual level um, come to understand you know, their hope and fear and a lot, especially as we come closer to these, like, you know, as we call it, like apocalyptic times per se, right? You know, yeah. I don't want to use the term, but, you know, and, and because people might start to think that, uh, because I have these thoughts sometimes, right, is, you know, am I just, you know, a, in the terrible place for Islam and, you know, I just, you know, I'm terrible. That's why Allah put me in this in this era and Allah is just, you know, forgotten about me and forgotten about all the people, you know, the Muslims alive today and we're just here to kind of wither away, right? How does one sort of stop themselves from getting into that mindset? Or is that, you know, really the reality?
1: I don't know. You got to look at all the had- hadith about the people who do put up a fight in this era, right? Uh, <clears throat> the one who takes action in an, in an era of decrepitude, such as we're in, the one who takes any action towards the good, he has the reward of 50. The Sahaba said 50 of them or 50 of us? He said 50 of you. He oh, has a reward God. of 50 Sahaba, oh, wow. right? He has a reward of 50 Sahaba. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, woe to uh, after they had come back from a battle and they're wounded and someone had put out some food and they're eating like the day, the night of the battle or the night after the battle and they're wounded and they're tired and exhausted. And one Sahabi just no one's talking on the meal at the meal. Right. You can imagine they just fought a war. They're bleeding. They're eating for the first time in like all day. And one of them says, who can be better? He's trying to lift them morale. Who can be better than us? You all believed in the prophet and fought for him. And some of you died for him. And the prophet never gets angry, right? You can count the times he gets angry. He got angry. He said, "And why wouldn't you? When a prophet is walking between you, mm. believe in him and die for him, right? Rather, the ones who are better than you are those who merely saw my name in a book and believed." And that isn't that us, right? right? We yeah. see his name in the between the binds of a book. So they should read that and think about this. If you were imagine, if you were standing in front of the Messenger of Allah, there's only two things that you could possibly say. You say, let me be with you now or put me in the worst of times. Like if a person's heart is on fire with, the, with love of the prophet, peace be upon him, and amen in his promise, I would only say there's only two things that I would want. Either stick with me now. I'll stick with you now, right? And I'm not leaving. Or don't put me in the middle where things are okay. Put me in the worst time where you really prove yourself. Like you, I want a nasty bat. If I'm gonna fight, I'll either fight with you <laughs> or put me in the nastiest time, right? Because that's where you're needed, right? And and who is the who is who is the greatest after the Prophet? So I said him it's Prophet Ibrahim, but then Prophet Ayesha and Maryam. right? He comes in that time. The best come in the worst of times, right? The darkest time produces the best of times, and that's where we're going. So I think it's an honor. It is. they should be honored
0: Shikh, there's another narration also um, that I'm familiar with in which the Prophet wa s- so was lovely. praising the best saying that his praising his brothers yeah. the you know brothers and sisters in Mu'ma yeah. and a sahabi said is, aren't we your brothers and he right. said no yeah. you're my companions yeah. my brothers are the ones who've That's never true. seen never me never seen
3: me
1: but believe yeah,
0: yeah. 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 so it's a, it's, a, it is, it's a tremendous honor
1: I would look at it like that and, and also uh, think about this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not moody there are no mood swings with mm-hmm. allah yeah you push a button you're gonna get that reward or punishment right and even say aisha asked well what about the people who are victims who they get punished but they're victims right like we just said people yeah. have zina right and the their curses are passed down right these sicknesses are passed down yes the kid is innocent but doesn't mean he's not going to suffer so that's one thing yeah. you push a button you're going to get <laughs> a result right so when we look around us and we see all this world is messed up, we we keep pushing the wrong buttons. That's why. We keep pushing the buttons that beget us problems and then you wonder, right?
0: You know, to tie back into our general theme of, you know, uh the 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 beginning, the real beginning of the end for Anusael was very early on. Very early on when I mean and there's a lot of beautiful thing about the Bassett family. There's a lot of beauty in in that in that group of people, but that revolt against the maids and there's maybe very legitimate criticism of the Umayyads Allah'u there's these are all people that are better than me so I don't, I'm not I can't judge between them but that revolt itself was like it was a coalition between um, Persians that were still upset that they had been conquered by you know the great Persian Empire right falls to this ragtag band of mm-hmm. nomads who up until 40 years earlier didn't even exist in yeah. the world as a group as a group yeah. so there's the there was the Persian nationalist pride thing there was early Shi'ism, and in fact, one of the plans was to install, they would switch between an Abbasid and a, and a, and a Shia imam to lead the Umrah. Never materialized. And also a large number of non-Muslims, Kafirs, that were under the rule, who didn't, didn't like the fact that they were paying the uh, jizya. So, it was a coalition of nationalists, you know, fighting for pride. Uh, Shi'is, Scheming to get into power and kafirs <laughs> Who led by the Abbasids, but like that's their that was their group. Yeah, like it was the beginning of the end Yeah, this is the, the turn and from there we can see it you push this button and yeah the, We still have those effects today. Yeah. And in fact that kind of you know, hey, let's join this Kofar and fight our brothers mm-hmm. it's, It happens every time yeah. every time it happened yeah. with the a, at the end of the Ottoman Empire where all these fake nation states were created in the middle east yeah. and it just continues to happen to this I mean,
2: day th- that's how muslim spain fell too, right it's the it's the tribal nation states you know fighting yeah. and they they use like christian you know mercenaries yeah. as well yeah. let and me join
0: up with these kafirs to find my muslim brothers right, exactly. for my own personal right, right, gain
1: right, right. mm-hmm. so this this idea of the nervous feeling of what's happening right yeah. no well, hold on we got a book yeah we have knowledge and what's happening is the result of our own actions nothing mm-hmm. else right and uh, well, we're yeah. also
3: told like not to despair ab- on these things, right? of course, yeah. like that, that's not something even in a pra- on a practical level. Like you don't always want to just be like down in the doldrums, just uh, surrounded with negativity. Right. Like it's just day to day. That's you're just going to actually
1: uh, it when one of the wars of Egypt and Israel, the, when the news came back that they had been defeated. Right, the egyptians had been defeated one of the uh, mashaykh was in a gathering of sheikhs and a number of Mashaikh were grateful right and one of them even made sejah of shukr and they're like well why you just that we lost right <clears throat> he says because we knew that the soldiers right there was a horrible culture amongst the soldiers and one of the things that was widespread that they were preaching against was that they would spread around uh, like like early proto pornographic magazines like Playboy magazines or whatever, that they would pass this around in the ranks of the soldiers, that this was known. Right. So they were very fearful that if they succeed in this war with this disobedience, that they would actually be increased in disbelief. Right. In the threats of Allah. So when we see that certain buttons are being pushed and bad things are happening, what that does is actually it strengthens the principle. Right. That you do bad, bad things will happen. Just like the Battle of Uhud, right? You disobeyed, you lost. In fact, it should strengthen your trust in the Prophet, peace be upon him.
0: Right, it's
1: the
2: same idea. I mean, that's like the basic principle of like you know, like just just logic that yeah. just makes so much sense. So, right? the, so it works.
0: So, I just remembered why I brought up the thing about dressing in thobes and you know the Islamic appearance of the people that I knew when I first converted. Um, there was there was actually a, a broader point, which is. Those people were successful because they were succeeding in what? In manifesting their Islam. Mm-hmm. The, what well, we find a lot of in the people who want to join the winning team or who, want, who measure success in something other than how much do you pray? Like, are you praying all your prayers on time? Do you, fa- like, If you're measuring success, you're measuring a material success. Yeah. And material success means that you have to succumb to whatever the material power is, which is Western, you know, growing, er, er, ever more atheistic society right it used to be that the west was like a Christian it's not even that anymore uh-huh. and so people are people who think that the that the Muslim Umma or that Muslims are completely f- failing they're looking at the material success yeah. or, or lack thereof they're looking at how much like well we used to invent so much stuff and we used to be the leaders in this and we used to publish mm-hmm. you know yeah, if there was yeah. a Nobel Prize in in in, in, in 1300 right. we would have dominated yeah. great we d- by the way uh, as a tangent if this is recommended by Sheikh Hamza also. George Mukdisi, who's mm-hmm. a Christian Arab. His uh his he has a few works on uh on this, but there's one called The Rise of the Colleges that he does a historical mm-hmm. analysis of how the university the entire university system is from yeah. Islam. Mm. It's from the oh, madrasa. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah. there's all of that. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, there's his uh I think he's a relative of him, John Maqdusi. another Mukdisi. Who's a, a legal scholar? He has a whole thing um, on how English common law derives mainly from yeah. like, Sharia principles. Yeah, from
1: Andalusia, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And, and from and
0: from from Sicily when oh, the Muslims ruled Sicily. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so there is a historic, We are the we did bring all of this right. stuff, yeah. and so we're not doing it now. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. it's like the, why do you want to a your, Nobel Where's your prize? iman? <laughs> is the the price is where's you your Nobel. iman?
3: You know, you know the funny thing. Uh, this is kind of off off the topic, but. You know the Nobel Prize, the guy who made the Nobel Prize, Alfred Nobel. Yeah. He was the inventor of dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and you- he read an obituary, like a premature obituary, of of of, like, and in, in the obituary, it was like condemning him for like basically <laughs> inventing the small arms, right? Yeah. Like that 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 brings so much damage and destruction and he didn't want to be known for that after his death, so that's why he started nah. this. In his will, he, he started this yeah. Nobel Prize. He's so like, why do you even want that? Check this out. <laughs> so yeah.
0: just one, yeah. so the, the, the reason that I emphasized appearances, and that that seems like a, like a minor thing, but if the Muslim men are moving further and further away from embracing this idea of we want to be openly and proudly Muslim, the, the end result inevitably is going to be that you're going to have your women taking off their hijabs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that you can get... I mean, it happened in Muslim societies who, who wanted to be more Western, right? Yeah. Like, it was like Derigor that a woman remove her hijab. If your wife wore hijab, it was an embarrassment to you because you weren't sophisticated. I, I really fear... And and it's not because I'm, uh, I'm obsessed about it. I don't care what other women do. It's not my household. It doesn't bother me. But the fact that you're setting up a situation where it'll be uncomfortable for women who want to wear hijab. It's already uncomfortable enough in the West. You shouldn't make it more uncomfortable even among the Muslims where she's kind of looked at like too conservative or old school or whatever.
1: It's like playing a game that you're not meant to play. Really is what it is.
0: As we move further towards trying to fit in, all that's going to happen is we're going to push our women into that as well.
1: And uh, one time Sheikh Hamza Yusuf was in a uh, program in England, and it was one of these shows on TV. So the guy goes to him, look, if you're saying all this stuff about Islam, why is it that the Muslims don't have any inventions, right? And even the Muslims, we even have our own saying, that Muslims don't produce from the needle to the missile. Right, we don't produce anything. We import everything. So you don't produce, you don't invent, right? Any of these things. So what's your explanation for this? And and in contrast, uh, you know, Europe has, right? Atheist Europe and Protestant Europe has. So he goes. The goal of religion is not to produce; it's to save souls. And I can tell you that in. Uh, and in your country, in England, the number of mosques is yeah. far greater mm-hmm. and they're full yeah. more so than the Mashallah. churches. And, and how many and That's all why, <laughs> over England, the churches are shutting down and they're becoming mosques.
3: <laughs> That's why it's comical when pe- people claim that, like, you know, you hear it often. I mean, you mentioned like getting throwing that book out in the trash because of like the some of the atheist perspectives in the, in the beginning. But it's funny because you often hear things like, oh, like, you know, if. If, if if faith wasn't around And there would be no evil There would be yeah. no destruction <laughs> Keep in mind that like Most of the instruments Of mass destruction Invented in the last hundred years Have been a product Of scientific yeah. inquiry And nothing to do with but faith You,
2: you can't <laughs> say these things Otherwise you'll have people Like Sam Harris like yeah. Sam, By the way <laughs> Sam say, Harris say, is say a
0: charlatan, And in all his <laughs> argument All moral values Derive from religion yeah. Give me a break Right. You didn't scientific people, yeah. you, you can do Right Like his book about this so You is can't separate nonsense. the influence yeah. You can't There's no, there's no way yeah. There's absolutely no way How would no you way. By the way uh, Just as as an aside to, to you know Just keep hammering At the same point Ibn am And Ibn Sinna yeah. And you know Al-Farabi well, And Jabba yeah. They all Did all of this Amazing scientific And philosophical And medical achievements Wearing turbans Can, yeah. can we just hit yeah. on One yeah.
2: last topic You know Uh that Imam Al Ghazali was, you know, you know, we hear Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson, he has a talk. Oh, I God. Oh, God. I know exactly downfall, what you're talking about. You know, he was
3: just that he closed the door closed on inv- in like innovation or intellectualism <laughs> in the Islamic world. You know, that guy, he's a big dude,
0: and he used to wrestle in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I still would give it a shot.
3: <laughs> Yo, but, <laughs> but here's I the th- thing. That's I mean, that's that guy's. He's, he's an astrophysicist. He doesn't know anything about. Yeah, he, he, like, what he does doesn't. he know outside of that domain? That's what I don't understand is when. You know, you have a domain. It's
0: very simple. You know how doctors in the Muslim community are, can be in charge of anything? <laughs> yeah. The, the the higher up you go on the science food mm-hmm. chain, yeah. the more you can talk you can about every a, other yeah, subject. You can be an authority on everything You're else. the authority of everything. Yeah.
1: In our community, we have a guy who is a physicist in Princeton. Yeah. Right? You know the brother who comes yeah. to the... So he's the sixth of six uh, full-time... Or, um, uh, professors? Yeah, professors... Yeah. Uh, what do they call researchers? It? No, yeah. they lecturers. Um, Full time, like it can't be fired. What are they called? Tenure. tenured? Tenured, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I hate academia so much, but <laughs> <laughs> tenured <laughs> professor, right? So he uh, six out of six. Five of them have won Nobel prizes. He's been, um, I think, nominated. nominated, but never won. And he has discussions with them. And one thing that he always asks him is, um, "Your commentary about God sounds very confident. Have you picked up the Bible? Have you read through the book that you're talking about?" Yeah. No, not really. He said, "Not one of them. Yeah. They're all very confident in their conclusion. Not one of them has picked up the Bible, let alone the Quran, in a serious yeah. reading. Right? A serious study and a serious reading. So there's your thing yeah. where you get I'm one sure, guy uh, who's a master of one
0: thing." Yeah. Run I'm sure Neil
3: deGrasse Tyson hasn't read a single sentence of <laughs> anything that Imam Ghazali has By said. the way, <laughs> <Correct. you know? laughs> Yeah, no, he's just
0: he's just parroting some yeah. stupid thing that he heard yeah, that sounded right, right to him. Yep.
1: Which would be absurd. His, I, I couldn't believe when I heard him say it that, Neil, uh, that Ghazali prohibited the use of numbers like math. Uh, prohibi- oh, yeah. That's what he well, said. Yeah, he said
2: he, 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 said he, he prohibited like disapprove the disapproved of algebra or something. something I was right? like, what?
1: First of all, it's also to assume, even if he did, that yeah. Imam al-Ghazali had influence over the entire Ummah, which is not mm-hmm. correct, and that Imam al-Ghazali and that the rest of the yeah. Ummah are so dumb that they just but, followed one person, right? You know how right? you know, Imam al-Ghazali's books were yeah. burned uh,
3: in Andalusia? Well, well, it's it's what right? Alex is saying, right? Like it's He latched on to something he heard, and then he repeated it, and probably the people who um, give him credibility in the in his field, right? They're like, oh, he probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like that's a symptom to me that that is more a larger thing that's going on right now about sources of truth, right? Like establishing sources of truth and people have different sources of truth that they're willing to, you know, very vehemently defend that this is my source of truth and you know, like alternative facts, all all this stuff, okay. right? Like my facts are true. You can't prove me wrong, right? I can I can make up anything. Then yep. that and case, I'm, then there's no discussion. I mean, right. the,
2: be, the best example of that is you go to you know the the video, Alex, that you shared with me. You know, the podcast with Richard Brand and Sam Harris. You look in the comment. So, sorry, yeah. Russell Brand. Not yeah. So Russell Brand and Sam Harris. You know, you look in the comments section, and you you find the most like. Polar opposite opinions in there, which is you know like, you'll you'll find people w- without even understanding what is you know the the actual subject matter of what's being spoken about. It's like oh, you
3: know, knee jerk reaction,
2: knee jerk reaction. You know, Brand is an idiot. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. He you know look at him like it's just yeah. like oh. you know like it does, he.
0: He did an excellent job actually yeah, yeah.
2: And, and it's like it's like you know let's tackle the subject matter and what's and
0: people aren't de- de- they
3: aren't constructing I mean, his the one, arguments there they're just purely it's an emotional sides. reaction yeah. yeah based on like hey this is my guy you can't you can't say anything about my guy, so now like, we oh, have a Sam, problem. Sam yeah. Harris can yeah. eat him for breakfast.
2: It's that's funny that he not didn't. He couldn't. It's funny. <laughs> and by the way, it's funny
3: these people <laughs> criticize like people in the Middle East for like you know tribalism and stuff. Like they engage in the same sort of tribalism with their that's popular true. figures that's that they're true. like, oh, I'm in his camp. Like you yeah. can't say anything about him. That's true. They by do way. the same thing.
0: Ha- Harris is talking to Russell Brand, who's a very he's well read, but he doesn't have the full toolbox to address. Harris's uh, villainy right so like when he claimed he in this in this video Harris makes a claim um in, this, in their debate that he goes you know if you want to know why Islam I focus so much on it or whatever he goes and not other religious he goes let's do a perfect there's a perfect already scientific experiment you take a, two groups of people everything about them is the same including their oppression just the only difference is one is Christian and one is Muslim Palestine he goes and it's it, nobody. It's the Muslims that are bombing and terrorism. And that's
3: such an unscientific uh, <laughs> set uh, evaluation. Forget that. How is that scientific at all? Sh- There's a like hundred different but, variables that. Yeah. He you know what else? Out of that entire situation.
0: More importantly, <laughs> even if it was a perfect scientific experiment, he's falsifying the data. Yeah. Because in fact, the first we talked spoke talk about yeah. the sheikh. The first so-called Islamic terrorist groups, people who advocated killing civilians. Were, was the uh, like Black September and the PFLP. Mm-hmm. These are secular Marxist groups initiated by a, 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 a yeah. Christian, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a Greek Orthodox Palestinian Christian. Yeah. Greek Orthodox being his religion, not his ethnicity. Yeah. It's a Greek Orthodox Palestinian Christian who is essentially an atheist because he's a Marxist, but they're, they're the ones who initiated it.
1: And correction, before them. Who was doing terrorism against the British uh, uh, powers there? It was the Zionists.
0: Zionists, right? Yeah. So the they Zionists actually started the, the terrorism. First,
1: terrorism. Yeah. In the first in terrorism, the Haganah. The look them up. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: For people listening, look look that group up, yeah. and you'll know exactly they can t- they did like hotel bombings well, and that's and, stuff. and that's a perfect <laughs>
1: example because the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims at the time were under British uh, mm-hmm. rule mm-hmm. in Pal. In the what were they called it the uh, yeah. uh, the British mandate, right? Yeah. And who was the first? Who who were fighting the first, Who who did the first bombings? Right? Yeah. It was them. It was the early Zionists. I mean, if
3: we're, ta- it, if we're talk- talking about rebellion against the British. I mean, you have a very you have a prime example in our homeland, right? Like the the in, the founding fathers were considered freedom insurgents, fighters, baby. Freedom fighters, baby. Yeah. Freedom British fighters. Yeah. So <laughs> no, no. Here's here's the funny
1: thing. He's looking at this from a purely Western lens. Yeah. Like the good person here is the guy who takes the oppression, right? I, I'm thinking about right. it. Wait a second. If there are two people. Well, but they, and don't, they're they,
0: oppressed. Don't, they don't kill innocent civilians. But he knew yeah.
1: about the, he, he knew about
0: al
3: uh,
1: uh, creed,
3: about not, a <laughs> uh, <laughs> not organizing against an oppressor. Given
0: brand credit, because he doesn't know the history <laughs> yeah. of Palestinian resistance. He doesn't know who led it. He doesn't know that it was, uh, again, it was the PFLP or the other group whose name I can't remember, who init- who created hijacking. Yeah. Like that was an invention and in wow. they invented it and they were not Muslims. Anyhow. Um, so the idea of the mad Muslim hijacker, it's a mad Christian hijacker, yeah. actually. And it's the result of of severe oppression. Um, in any event, Brand actually defended uh, his position well by being like, well, why do you care about a, a group of oppressed people? Whatever your scientific experience, what do you care about that small group doing their small actions? And you don't care about like serious, like he was like, well, children are being killed. And he was like, I think if you're a father of a child, you would be concerned whether somebody sets like a, to a homemade bomb or a drone bombs them and kills them. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Where's the power? Who's killing the majority of the people? Yeah. Who's killing more innocent people?" Mm-hmm. And and the and and, and the, you'd like defend it. Yeah. this is I, I'm paraphrasing the argument. He actually was more eloquent than yeah. that.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, one one thing I I really think that is a big failure for liberal society is that they're trying to jam people. Their their liberalism is very superficial. True liberalism is to respect what people believe and allow them to actually live it to the fullest and not force one set of values no, and classical even, liberalism yeah, yeah and even a law upon them like if we really want to be uh, truly liberal then you should have multiple codes of law
0: but that's not what they're talking about yeah, they're talking like about the, they're they're authoritarian. Pluralism. I yeah. mean, if,
2: if that's the case, I mean, Islam is the closest to classical liberalism that you can get I mean, in the twenty first century. Right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, mil, the millet system. You, if you're Jewish, you get your own law. You the, if you're Christian, your own law. And I think that the Ottomans, meets, pays, yeah. Pays, yeah, pay the tax. I uh, <laughs> by the way, I
0: post I posted something last night on Twitter. Uh, it's a short piece from Kervanegate about a completely you e- got e- like. Equal results society yeah. in which anybody that has any advantage gets handicapped by the government uh. so that everybody ends up being like the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, sh- it's a short piece. It's it's really good. My Twitter is at 85x's. Yeah. spelled oh, where out. What did you come up with that? Oh, it's, it's, from <laughs> do you know the reference? No. There, there was a uh, black thought who's, uh, oh, yeah, the, okay, the MC from How do you uh, know The it? Roots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, that's
3: a, I so, don't know what he's referring to. But, so he, ha- well,
0: he had yeah. a line in, in the freestyle okay. he did. Where he, you know, it's, it's a good freestyle anyway. Yeah. At one point he says, my new name should be 80, 85, changing my name to 85 X's. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's which funny. Is, which is great. Yeah. So I just changed my Twitter <laughs> handle. So I, I, thought it was, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. So <laughs> let's yeah.
2: wrap up, inshallah. Um, any final comments?
1: Yeah, my final comment was that uh, when you're forcing people, right, to have one law, only one source of truth, right, you end up with a whole bunch of miserable people. And that's why even if liberalism is deemed as a success and there's no other way out. And of course, today, I don't think many people can imagine. Right. And we should be trying to imagine alternative ways of living, but there is nothing on the horizon. But uh, in terms of actually happening in society, at the very best, liberalism ends up being like um, a thing where people aren't that thrilled. Like very few people are totally thrilled because everyone else is forced Mm -hmm. to live with one another. And fake That we actually Have the same values mm-hmm. When we don't mm-hmm. Right
3: Even the liberals Aren't thrilled Yeah <laughs> Everybody's I don't think it's just, it's just Shared misery yeah. Across the That's board That's what it is <laughs>
0: Authoritarianism Never <laughs> yeah. succeeds yeah. yeah Which is why Like uh, a righteous Khalif Yeah He has Ultimate authority And yeah. doesn't exercise it Yeah Restraints Yeah And does and, very little Intervention
1: And I, I just love this uh, Going back to the uh, 20s and the 1800s Just thinking that you're, you're, you're different Christian groups Each one of them Had a leader Right, and that leader gave his loyalty to the Khalifa, right, and the Khalifa in turn gave him right over his people. You rule and judge by your book, right? Not by your whims, right. by your book. Mm. That's all your people agree upon. Mm-hmm. And then all the different Jewish groups. Okay, there's one condition. All right, you don't rebel in in in. in Exchange for that You rule your people As you see fit As long as your Matter isn't Extending into You know Other groups You rule your people And judge as you see As you
0: judge They were allowed to have Sharia courts Yeah exactly yeah. They had their own Rabbinical courts mm-hmm. Their own Christian courts yeah. Whatever
1: they were You're judged against What your
0: What you yeah, believe What your in. belief
3: system yeah. is Yeah
0: It's excellent
1: I mean and we have a verse In the Quran Where the Prophet Says you have your book Why don't you judge Against your With yeah. your own book right. I mean
0: just to give An example You know that the, the, in, in the fic books at least uh, I don't know if there's any on this but like a Christian is allowed to have wine for their ceremonies yeah. and, grow, and raise pigs to yeah. eat like they're not forced to live under our conditions yeah. Yeah. and you shouldn't force people to exactly. live under your values exactly people can have their own values
1: and when it comes to Andalusia and this is actually originally my notes is that there, it's oftentimes painted as this great interfaith operation right where everyone's Muslim, Jew and Christian are living together I'll tell you the only time when that works the only time it works is when the dominant ruling force, their sacred source, forces them to respect your sacred mm-hmm. source. That's the only time it works, Yeah. because it's never worked in any other time, right? Because the Muslim sacred source commands them to honor and respect the Christian and Jewish sacred sources and religions, yeah. right, that they were able to last centuries but once the Christians took over, their sacred source doesn't tell us to, to tell them to respect Muslims. Obviously, Muslims didn't exist at the time, right? So what did they do? They kick them all out.
0: They should have applied trajectory hermene- hermeneutics to it and, and, and adjusted their text. <laughs> all right. <So laughs> um, well, my final thought, since I we were talking about rap music, is something that I think <laughs> it's a rap lyric from a long time, yeah. ago, maybe twenty years ago, fifteen yeah. years ago, that applies. It's from Method Man from Wu Tang Forever album, okay. where he said. Um, He's quoting his mother. He said, Mama said, take your time, young man, and build your own. Don't yeah. wind up like your old dad, still searching for those glory days he never had. There you go. Muslims, you go. take heed. Yeah. Take so. your time, no. build your own. Yeah. Build yourself. And don't don't yeah. always go, well, we have to return to what? Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. You're not going back
2: to You're it. You're not, yeah. Water your sun plant. Yeah, yeah water no, your no, sun no, plant. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And give oh, it
2: shade. <laughs> 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 All right,
1: guys, this is called a call rap inshallah chalice. I'm <laughs> alaikum. <laughs> alaikum. <laughs>